Texas Mulligans. If it's Lakers, Clippers, and I have to pick which one's going to finish with a higher record, or I'm going to say the Lakers. Where money talks and BS walks. Cincinnati finally got a new head coach. That's the only good news. But that, that's how you build in this league. Get a good quarterback and a good old line to protect them. You got a real shot at winning. It's going it's to be exciting. Hey, hello, and welcome back to Moose's Mulligans. This is your favorite sports podcast from Money Talks and BS Walks. It's with me, your host, Alex Streisak, here with another great episode coming to you from California. As always, follow the show at facebook.com slash Mulligans. You can give a like there to get all the latest information on the show, see new episodes, read new articles. That's facebook.com slash Mulligans. Our official website is moosesmulligans.weebly.com. Again, that's moosesmulligans.weebly.com. Kicking off the show for you here today, we have the Washington Nationals winning the World Series in seven games. And we're going to put some perspective on this first before I get to the NCAA because I always go on rants. But we'll start here. The Washington Nationals had arguably one of the most impressive World Series runs we've ever seen. It started in a wild card game where they didn't lead until the very late innings against a very good Milwaukee Brewers team that fell short of expectations and not making the divisional round. What a showing. Juan Soto came out, emerged as a star that he like he should be as he just turned 21, and it forced a series against the back-to-back reigning NL champion Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Nationals did not disappoint. It was an amazing showing. It was amazing to watch. What a great five-game series. What a battle that led all the way down to two solo bombs and a grand slam. The National way. Serious attitude coming from behind like they had all season. Because this all started when the Nationals were 19-31. and They had 19 wins and 31 losses. And I was one of those people that was saying, you got to sell, you got to sell, you got to sell, because you're going to lose Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman's too old, Steven Strasburg gets hurt too much, Max Scherzer has back problems now, you have no bullpen, Howie Kendrick's too old. I was one of those people. And look what they did. They proved everyone wrong. They proved me wrong. They even proved themselves wrong, in a sense, the way they started the season. They tied the Astros in record after that 19-31 and 31 start, made it all the way through the Dodgers in five games, so epic that they get to an NLCS where they clearly outmatched the St. Louis Cardinals and absolutely demolished them. And usually when teams sweep like that, we get really fearful. We look at the Detroit Tigers that had a lot of players in that World Series. They had Max Scherzer, Annabelle Sanchez, Justin Verlander. They swept their way right into a World Series where they got smoked by the Giants. So there was a lot of fear with the Nationals going against the Houston Astros team that had just silenced a Yankee team that looked destined to victory. Sorry to my other Yankee fans out there. That did not happen. But the Washington Nationals got it done. And I really want to tip my hat to two people. First, Ryan Zimmerman. This guy has been literally the face of the franchise. He was the first draft pick from when they moved to D.C. and has had a lot of injury problems in his past, some consistency issues. He hit 33 home runs in uh, 2009. That started to put a lot of pressure on him. They thought he was going to be the next big thing. 
Some injuries slowed him down in 2011, and then 2014 was the year where I, and 15 were the years where I thought he was he was done. I thought he was done. Makes a good solid comeback in 2017, hitting 303, 33 bombs. Looks legit. Nationals fall short of expectations again and get knocked out of the postseason. Flash forward to 2019. What a rock. What a veteran. What a face of the franchise. Did an amazing job. Had no problem, even with Howie Kendrick taking a lot of his playing time. Ryan Zimmerman was the veteran they needed, getting two out clutch hits, and I just tipped my cap to him. The next person I'm going to tip my cap to is Steven Strasburg. And wow, I mean, for a career that looked so destined to be successful off the start, he had a lot of hiccups with injuries as well. Only starting 30 or more games in 2013 and 2014 entering this season. He had only gotten over 200 innings in 2014. And we were starting to think his ERA was always low. He always had high strikeouts. Just couldn't stay healthy. This year, he had 33 starts, a 3-3-2 ERA, 18 wins through 209 innings, 251 strikeouts, a whip of 104, and an amazing year for Steven Strasburg because his postseason stats are what really stand out. That's where they really needed it for the Nationals because their bullpen has been weak. Strasburg had six starts and also, excuse me, five starts and also came in once in relief. Through 36 in the third inning, 47 strikeouts, only four walks. That's a 1.98 ERA and a .94 WHIP. He goes five starts. He goes five and zero. And this is why the Nationals are champions because in elimination games they went five and zero, two out RBIs. They were super successful in. And look at how the Yankees got knocked out by the Astros, left a lot of guys on base. Look at that last game, Game 7, a lot of guys left on base. This Washington, D.C. team made history for a reason. It was the impossible trip. They did it. They beat all the odds, and that's how you do it. And that's part of the issue we're having in baseball is we take 162 games of analytics and we shove it into a seven-game series, and we're surprised when the numbers don't quite come out right. The Nationals shouldn't have won the World Series. The Nationals were 19-31 and 31 and struggling. But sometimes in sports, it doesn't make sense. And that's the point, is that the Nationals went with their stud, Strasburg, pitched him all the way into the ninth inning, and let him grind it out. The Astros took out their stud Cy Young pitcher. He had a little struggles here and there, but he's 80 pitches in. He had given up one run, and that was all they needed to see, and they didn't bring in Garrett Cole. Congratulations to the Nationals for not taking the bait and letting the analytics dictate the game. And yes, I'm talking to you, Dodger fans. When it comes to the postseason, it is not 162 games. It is a short wildcard game, five-game series, seven-game series, seven-game series to a title. That is a short sample size, and you do need to have your eyes, and you need to have a manager that you can trust to use those eyes to make the non-adjustment because we get so hell-bent on taking the starter out too quickly and that good for the nationals sticking with scherzer sticking with strasburg and letting them battle through adversity so the last thing we're going to talk about is the ncaa and anybody who's listened to my show if you have in the past you know i'm not the biggest fans of them just speaking from personal experience but let's not get off topic here the ncaa and their top decision makers came out on tuesday october 29th and had a unanimous vote that said that 
college athletes can profit from their names, image, and likenesses, which is historic, but let's go a little farther here before we call it too historic, because I didn't want to jump the gun myself either. With the NCAA, you never can really believe what they're saying on the forefront. You got to dig, because there's always something in the fine print, and there was. They can profit from their names, images, and likeness, quote, in a manner consistent with the collegiate model, unquote. Does anybody know what that is? Are we defining a catch in the NFL here? Are we saying what's a check swing in baseball? There's not a definitive rule on what a collegiate model is. So they haven't answered anything except one important thing. They are putting in the record that they are wrong to deny student-athletes the right to profit from their names, images, and likenesses. They are wrong to take away the name of the student-athlete. They are wrong to sell Zion Williamson's jersey in Duke's store at the, at the co- college basketball arena where they play at, sorry, I don't know that name, and not let Zion Williamson profit from the people wearing his jersey, his number one on the back, while he's still selling out that arena for Duke basketball in a manner consistent with the collegiate model. NCAA, I got to hear more from you on this. What is the collegiate model? We've seen a lot of collegiate problems where student-athletes are being over-exhausted and dying from dehydration. We've seen a lot of student-athletes who travel so much and their professors don't accompany their traveling schedule and fail them on tests that they don't attend in person with no makeup, even though they are exempt because of a sporting event or you hold the final four during their finals and the teacher doesn't let them take the final on the road because they're afraid of cheating. We need to make this transparent, focused, and enforceable like the NCAA says that they're trying to do. So why don't you define for us what the collegiate model is and then get back to me. Until then, I'm not buying this. Yes, student-athletes should profit from their names, images, and likenesses. That is theirs. That is what they come into. That is what sells out the arenas. That is what gets the advertisers to pay the NCAA for their Final Four pregame show and their two-minute drill ad by... I'm not sponsored by any of these, so I'm not going to say their names. That is what it takes. Not to pull a scholarship from a kicker at UCF because he's doing a YouTube channel to pay for his parents' apartment through the endorsements of the YouTube account. Is that the collegiate model? Taking care of your family? I'm not going to get too off topic here. I want the NCAA to define it for me. I want more information on this. This isn't enough. It's a start, but this is not enough. And once again, the NCAA is being shady with their information, and I need to hear more. All right, as always, thank you for tuning into Moose's Mulligans. Go to facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans. Give us a like. Make a comment. Send a message. Let me know what you're thinking about these topics. We always love to incorporate them into the show. Feel free to let me know if you want it used on the show. Absolutely. The point of this is to open the mic. We're also at moosesmulligans.weebly.com. There's a contact us part there. You can see all the articles. You can see all the latest shows. And again, this is your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. Thanks for tuning in. I love that back up show. I love that back up show.